I invite you to stand and join with me in our call to worship and our opening prayer. And your responses are in the bold. Siblings in Christ, we meet to worship God. Let us open our hearts and minds to the presence of Christ among us. Let us remember in whose name we were baptized. We shall love the Lord with all our hearts and souls and with all our minds. And let us pray together. New every morning is your love, great God of light. And all day long you are working for good in our world. Stir up in us a desire to serve you, to live peaceably with our neighbors and all your creation, and to devote each day to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I invite you to take the hymnal at this time, turning to hymn number 89. Continue to stand and sing all four verses of Joyful, Joyful, We Adore. Hymn number 89.
use this Sunday each year um, as a time to lift up those who are stepping into leadership within the life of our church. So um, you can see their faces, learn their names, if somehow you haven't done so yet, but also um, hold them in prayer, and we pray for them as we commission them forward. So I am going to share their names. This is not um, all of our leadership. If it was, you all may be standing up here because we have so many people who serve in so many ways. But these are just people who are um, stepping in to leadership, many of them not for the first time, but they've had a, um, had a reprieve and stepping back in, or they serve as chair. So, um, and some are here and some are not. But when you hear your name, I invite you just to come forward and kind of make a line along the front. Um, so continuing as lay leader is Christine Morrison. Our lay member to annual conference is Florence Cooper. The trustee class of 2024 is Rick Kohler, Shelley Powers, um, and poor John Yeager may wish he was not because he does so much around this church and never gets, I don't think he's ever going to get to retire, but he's stepping back into leadership. So we appreciate that, John. SPRC, Darlene Roberts and Monique Henderson. Our SPRC chair is Jimmy Giles. For lay leadership and nominations, we have Clayton Pickle and Louise Johnson. Um, for our leadership team, Drew Pruitt will continue as chair. Brooke Grant will come on for children and family, and then Matthew Kirk will be an at-large member for us. He looks surprised by that. <laughs> oh, did I skip finance? It's like right in front of me. Um, okay, yes, I did skip finance. So continuing this chair will be Kyle Miller, Barbara Pepper is stepping on, and John Grant. Thank you for that, David. So we will um, pray for you in a second, but again, wanted to just see their faces, hear their names, but I also have um, a gift for you. I hope you consider it a gift because part of what the church commits to do is to aid um, one another as we try to strengthen our own spiritual walk, our own life of faith. So I have a Lent devotional guide, which means you got some time. It's not Lent yet. We're not there yet. We can still celebrate. Um, but there is a Lent devotional guide for 2022 that, that you can use for your own prayer time. It gives a scripture for each day and then just some guiding, guiding thoughts um, as you read. And can we say a word of thanks? You can say thank you or clap your hands either way. And let us pray. God, we do give thanks that you think so much of us, that you have invited us to be part of your work in the world. We give thanks for the gift of another year to serve you, to step out in love. God, we pray for these individuals stepping into leadership. We know their love of you and their love of this place. And we just ask that your Holy Spirit rest upon them, rest upon us, as we continue to discern how best to be your disciples um, in this place, in our community, and in our world. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Thank you very much. This time, I'd like to invite our children forward for our children's moment.
trying to see if we got room with that in the way, but I think we do. I think we have room. So I will have a seat. Good morning. How is everybody? What's one thing fun you did over Christmas break? I was waiting for that. I know. Y'all went to, I did not go to Disney. What about, oh, what did you do? You got an iPad? Yeah. Anyone else want to share? What's one thing fun you did over Christmas break? That much. It's hard to, hard to narrow. Yeah? Yesterday. That counts. You had a birthday party. That's fun. Did you do something fun over Christmas break? So, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, trips to go see family. Um, we ate lots of food. That's always fun to me. Maybe not as much fun to you. Do what? Oh, wait, you're sitting back there. Do I let you talk? I'm just kidding. What's one thing fun you did, Kim? Well, you didn't have there. You didn't have school. I think that is a valid, valid thing. Well, Christmas is all about what you got, Gracie. Do you think of something? What? You, we are of one mind. Thank you. Yes. I'm fine with the 70 to 80 degree weather. Even during one day when it snowed, I was in shorts. Do what? Even during one day when it snowed, I was in shorts. You're in shorts? Well, I hear you, bud. Well, Christmas is all about um, Jesus being birthed into the world. And there's some stories we shared over the past few Sundays. One was the visit of the wise men, right? Them coming to see Jesus. Last Sunday, we talked to... Was that last Sunday? I don't even remember. One Sunday, we talked about Jesus as a little boy. See him right there where he goes to the temple. Um, and he is talking with all the teachers and learning more about his own faith. Well, this Sunday, we're going to talk about when Jesus was baptized. And there's one thing, these stories, all these stories, you know this story? There's one thing all these stories have in common. They help us learn who Jesus is. And why Jesus has come. If you had to say who Jesus is, what would you say? How would you answer that? He would be basically God. Yeah, yes, God, God's son, yes. Anyone else have something you would say? Yeah, someone that we learn in his life helps and serves others. Yeah, so these stories help us learn just what you said. Who Jesus is and why he has come, which is kind of what you said, his purpose in the world. Um, to help those whom God loves. Um, so what we're going to do, starting next Sunday, we're going to kind of take this about um, learning about Jesus and use the time the next few months to learn about each other. Now, we did this when I first got here, but some of you were too small to participate. Some of you may not have even have been born yet. I know you two weren't. Some of you have already done it. So I'm going to bring a box next week full of stuff about me. And I'm going to share with you what's in the box. I know you, some of y'all remember doing it. Um, some, like I said, some of them were not around yet. Um, I'm going to share so you can learn about me. And then each week, somebody else can take it home and fill it with stuff about them. And you can come back and you can help us learn more about you. So we're going to kind of do that for the next few weeks. Learn about, um, learn about each other. Um, and remember that when we come here, we're also learning about Jesus. I'm trying to find my spot. Okay. You do remember? Mm-hmm. I do too. It's been a while though. Like four and a half years. All right. Well, let's fold our hands and say a prayer. And y'all can repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. 
help us to always learn more about Jesus. And help us to always learn about each other. Amen. All right. Do we... Um, all right. So if you are age three through kindergarten, you can go with Mr. Matthew and Miss Molly to extended session, or you can go back to your seats. I know, unless you're mommy and daddy. Barbara Brown Taylor um, has this book, um, Home by Another Way, which is the story of the wise men. And I'm not going to read all of it to you. I just want to get to a certain page, but I do want to show you. I love the pictures is why I'm showing them. So they start out on their journey. They see the star. They meet up. They continue on their journey, just in case you forget the story. They keep following the star. They get to Herod. This is my favorite picture. They get to Herod. He looks terrible. Um, and they, you know, Herod seeks all the wise people to help him figure out about this star, sends them on their way. They, so they go, go on their way after Herod sends them. And he says, come back, come back and tell me what you found. So they go find the house where the star is, see the baby. And then this is the page I wanted to get to. So they see the baby and it says, it was him then, whoever he was. They did not have a clue but they knew what to do. They got on their knees and bowed their heads. It was him then, whoever he was. They did not have a clue. Last Sunday, we looked at various epiphany passages and we kind of lifted the question that epiphany lifts. Who is this baby born in Bethlehem? Now, if you missed last Sunday, I invite you to go back, take a listen, and pull up all those scripture passages we referenced, and just reflect yourself on what those passages have to tell us about who Jesus is. Epiphany is a celebration that has been celebrated longer than Christmas. It began in the Eastern churches in honor of the baptism of Jesus, was introduced in the Western churches by the 4th century, and it became more associated with the wise men. But the baptism of Jesus still serves as this significant story, not just for Epiphany, but for all of us as we find ourselves in that post-Christmas season year after year and kind of re-answering that question. Who is this baby born in Bethlehem? So we're going to take a look at this baptism of Jesus found in Luke chapter 3, and as we prepare to hear God's word this day. Let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. In the meditation of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. So looking at Luke 
chapter 3, um, verse 15 through 17, and jumping down to 21 and 22. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I'm not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with the unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You're my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. The story of the baptism of Jesus, um, it's really an epiphany all on its own. It is all about Jesus' identity. It's a moment within the life of Jesus that kind of urges us to think and consider who Jesus is and his purpose in coming. What sets this story, the story of Jesus' baptism, apart from those infant and childhood stories that we looked at last week that we share throughout Epiphany, is that with his baptism, it isn't just that we're given this declaration as to who Jesus is, but Jesus himself claims his identity and begins his work. Now, if you've read, if you've kind of ever held all four Gospels together, the Gospel of Luke kind of sets the story of Jesus' baptism up just a little bit different than the other Gospels. John the Baptist is a little bit more in the background. It doesn't even say that John the Baptist baptized Jesus. Jesus just kind of gets lumped together with all the people that are there. We can't even be sure in this telling of Luke who even hears the voice or sees the dove. And this event, the voice, the dove aiding us with Jesus' identity, it takes place after he's baptized. And while he is praying. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I'm well pleased. The point For Luke, it seems, in telling about the baptism of Jesus is all about letting us know who Jesus is and why Jesus has come. Jesus is God's son, and Jesus is empowered by the Holy Spirit to go forth and to do the work of God the Father. From the waters of the Jordan, Jesus begins his public ministry. I thought back through this Sunday, because this is the Sunday that comes around the same time every year. We lift up the same passage, and we're invited to kind of share the same message. And I thought, you know, a lot of times on this Sunday, I focus so much on baptism and the remembrance of our baptism and our identity that I kind of forget about Jesus, or at least I don't give it as much attention as maybe I should This week, I really tried to hold, not just into learning more about who this baby born in Bethlehem is, 
But Jesus, Jesus claiming his own identity and stepping into the work to which he is called. For all the Gospels, Jesus begins his public ministry after his baptism, after he is told who he is, to whom he belongs. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. His ministry is an expression of his identity. He is God's chosen servant and agent. His baptism not only names him, but in baptism, Jesus shows his commitment to God's plan and to the well-being of the people of God. So today we lift Jesus' willingness to be a part, um, the crucial part, but a part of the new order that God has pledged to enact and that God began in Jesus. Jesus chooses to take his place within the story. In Toy Story 2, if any of you are familiar with this, well, the cowboy named Woody gets kidnapped by Al of Al's toy barn, and he wakes up and he finds himself at the top of a very tall building in a strange apartment, and he immediately tries to escape to head back home um, to Andy and Buzz and all of his toy friends. So he's struggling to get the vent off of the cover of this air vent off um, so he can leave, and he kind of hears something behind him. All of a sudden, he's picked up by a horse, he's ridden around until he is thrown off, and then he finds himself being hugged continuously by a red-headed cowgirl as she screams, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's really you. Next, he's told that the prospector will want to meet him. Again, someone Woody does not know. The prospector says, oh, the prodigal son has returned. It is great to see you, Woody. Just then, Woody realizes they know his name. And he asks, how do you know my name? The prospector stops and says, why, you don't know who you are, do you? So they show Woody. Woody turns and finds himself surrounded by collectibles and artifacts from Woody's roundup. There's thermoses, lunchboxes, magazine, record players, toys, yo-yos, anything you can imagine. And best of all, these old videos of Woody's roundup. So Woody sits and he watches the story of who he is unfold. He learns he was a famous movie star. He was the face of Woody's Roundup. And his life is a product of this story. And now his life has changed as a result of knowing the story. With his baptism, Jesus chooses to take his place within the story. So today we lift up Jesus' will willingness to be a part, the crucial part of this new order that God has pledged to enact and that God has begun in Jesus. With the baptism of Jesus, we move completely away from the tiny infant Jesus and we walk with Jesus as he begins his public ministry, as he goes about the work of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We walk with Jesus, and as we do, we learn more about our own story. We enter the story. 
and we allow ourselves to be shaped by the story. There's one preacher who said it this way. It says, the incarnation leads us to try to love the world, the whole world, half as much as God loves in Jesus Christ, following the same suffering, self-sacrificial way that Jesus loved. Jesus heard the voice of God. The Father felt the empowerment of the Holy Spirit as he prayed, and Jesus went to the cross praying, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And in his life, he taught us to do the same, loving the world as God presently loves the world, loving in the expectation of that final triumph of God's intentions for the world. Knowing the story, claiming the story, allowing our lives to be shaped by a story, not only was this part of Jesus' baptism, but it's a huge part of baptism for us as well. Baptism is all about claiming our identity, our story, choosing to be a part of the work of God in Christ in the world. We promote and embody the reign of God because first we know who we are. Witnesses of Christ, the Son of God, the beneficiaries of the salvation that Christ brings. You know, in all the stories you hear that the heavens were opened. Um, as Jesus was praying, the heaven was opened. The Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you're my son, the beloved. In scripture, when you find that image, the image of the heavens being opened, it's usually signifying some sort of divine revelation, some kind of divine action, interference of God in the earthly activities. In other words, when the heavens open, God is doing a new thing. Jesus aligns himself with this new reality that God envisions. And as Jesus' followers, we have the opportunity to align ourselves in the same way. There's a prayer in your bulletin that we all said together this morning. New every morning is your love. Great God of light, and all day long you are working for good in our world. Stir up in us a desire to serve you, to live peacefully with our neighbors and all your creation, and to devote each day to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. It is a new year. Sadly, we're carrying much of the past two years into this year, and I know we are all exhausted and tired um, and just seriously done with the word COVID. I know I am. So I think we could all use something um, easy and doable um, to aid us in remembering whose we are and who we are called to be. Something that reminds us that, yes, New every morning is your love, and all day long you are working for good. So we're going to use that prayer in your bulletin um, in worship for a while. It's going to get redundant, um, but that's the point, right? Ritual that hopefully becomes a part of you because you carry it so often. So I hope you'll take your bulletin home and kind of cut that prayer out, tape it to your bathroom mirror or on your refrigerator, whatever works best for you. 
And just hold it uh, as a spiritual discipline. Uh, beginning your day in prayer, um, with that prayer. Maybe share it on social media as you do. Challenge others to look for the new things that God is doing. Um, to hold that hope that new every morning is your work in the world, God. Uh, to look for and to share a God who is love. Today we lift up Jesus' willingness to be a part, um, the crucial part of the new order that God had pledged to enact and that God begins in Jesus. Jesus chooses to take his place within the story. Or think of it this way, which I often like to think of um, during this, uh, the Christmas epiphany season. Welcome to the world, now that the word has become flesh. Thanks be to God. Amen. Another thing that is a part um, of this service every year, not just commissioning our leaders, um, but it's also a time where we reaffirm our own commitments that we made in baptism. Um, if baptism is not part of your story, but you are curious about what it could mean for you, um, I'd love to be in conversation with you about that and invite you just to listen as we go through, um, go through this liturgy together. And I'd love to be in more conversation with you about that. Um, sorry, I'm confusing myself. You'll find uh, the words that we will say together in your bulletin. But this is a time for us to remember the commitments we have made. In baptism, either if we were brought forward as an infant, uh, went through confirmation later, or we were baptized as adults. But let us begin. Sisters and brothers in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, God's Spirit has been poured out upon water. Water poured over and immersing us. Water that flows freely for all who will receive it. Water from the streams of God's saving power and justice. It is splattering everywhere. That's kind of a neat image, isn't it? Water that bring hope, brings hope to all who thirst for righteousness. Water that refreshes life, nurtures growth, and offers new birth. So today we come to the waters to renew our commitments in each other's presence, to Christ who raised us, to the Spirit who birthed us, and the Creator who is making all things new. And so I ask you, Will you turn away from the powers of sin and death? We renounce spiritual forces and weakness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of our sin. Will you let the Spirit use you as prophets to the powers that be? We accept the freedom and power God gives us to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever Will you proclaim the good news and live as disciples of Jesus Christ, his body on earth? We confess Jesus Christ as our Savior, put our whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him with our Lord, in communion with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. Will you be living witnesses to the gospel, individually and together, wherever you are? and in all that you do. We will remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and 
Will you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? Now hear these words as we have a thanksgiving over the water. Blessed are you, O God, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You are the one who makes all things new. To the thirsty, you give water from the spring of the water of life. By the gift of water, you nourish and renew all living things. In the fullness of time, Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan, restoring to water its healing work in all creation. In the Jordan, you revealed Jesus as the one in whom your soul delights. You anointed him to open the eyes that are blind, to rescue the prisoners from the dungeon, to set free those who sit in darkness, and to bring forth justice to the nations. Breathe your spirit, O God, upon this water. Let these waters be to us drops of your mercy. Let these waters remind us of your righteousness and justice. Let these waters renew in us the resurrection power of Jesus. Let these waters make us long for your coming reign. Together, may we stand as a sign and foretaste of your kingdom, a light to the nations. And now, let us pray. Glorious God, as Jesus prayed at his baptism, your mothering spirit brooded over him, providing sustenance and strength. So brood over us today as we offer our prayers for the church and the world. We pray for your church. May your word spark our lives with truth and joy as we serve one another to the glory of your name. We pray for all leaders and people around the globe. May your justice provoke us to shape a peaceful world where all work for the common good. We pray for the well-being of your creation. May your goodness startle us to the horror of our exploitation and abuse. We pray for all who suffer grief or sickness of any kind. May your tender presence abide with us and hasten our healing. We pray for all who lack the essentials of life. May your righteousness raise us up to walk together with respect and dignity for all. We pray for those who have died, that your steadfast love may shelter them in the peace of your eternal light. Holy God, when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, the heavens opened, the Spirit descended, and your voice affirmed your love in Jesus for the healing of the human race and all creation. By water and word, you lovingly invite us into that same life-giving mission. May your Spirit, moving like a stream of water flowing from its source, work in us this day to realize your vision of a world made new in Christ. In whose name we pray and who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Normally at this time, um, we would come forward in a line and each receive a sign of the cross on our forehead with the water um, so we could remember our baptism, or remember that we are baptism, baptized and be thankful. Um, but instead, um, we didn't think that it was prudent for everyone to kind of get in the line and follow each other up here. So this is what we will do. Um, during the closing hymn, I will take this to the back, and there is a um, stand back there. And on the way out, you're invited to dip your hand in the water, make the sign of the cross. There's even some shells in here if you'd like to pick one up and take home as something to carry with you. Um, I love looking at it, though, and seeing all the little individual shells in the one bowl because it reminds us that, that we are one body one family. I'm an individually members of it. Um, so I'll do that during the closing hymn, and I'll do the benediction from the back, but that'll be back there on your way out if you would like to stop and remember that you are baptized um, and give thanks. Also, during our closing hymn, a reminder, the offering plates are here. There is a basket in the back for your gifts, your tithes, and your offering. This is what allows us um, to go forth into the world and remind people of a God who does do new things, gives us the gifts of a new morning every day um, to constantly work in the world. So I invite you to stand as we sing Down by the Jordan. You'll find it as an insert in your bulletin. Jesus Christ, who stood with sinners in the riverbank, uphold you. 
May the love of God who calls us beloved children bless you. And may the power of the Holy Spirit who descended upon Jesus as a dove give you peace. Amen. Thank you.